Have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth, Georgia, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank, Brave the Beginning, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. And greetings and salutations, everybody. It is your slightly annoying host, Stephen Julian, welcoming you, as always, to another wonderful episode of Gwinnett Business Radio here on Business Radio X. We are broadcasting live if you're listening on Business Radio X, at the Gath South District Convention Center. If you're not listening live on Business Radio X, then we are broadcasting live while we're doing this, and you're listening afterward on your favorite podcast station. We have two fantastic guests. Scott Henrichson from British Swim School of Gwinnett Hall is here, and Victoria Archibald from Care Patrol Metro Atlanta also is here with us. And third, and just as important, is my co-host, Harper LaBelle. Greetings, Harper. Hey, are we going to, even though this is kind of taped and people can listen to this later, can we say happy May the 4th be with you day? Well, happy yes. May 4th now, is the proper way to say it? I don't even know if you had See, I don't happy. think you say happy. I think you just say, may the 4th be with you, Harper. Is that all you need to yeah, say? Yeah, that's it. That's what we said in my family text this morning. Uh, I can ask my middle son, Zach. So he is the Star Wars. You greeted your family this morning with May the 4th. Actually, my youngest you. son, Elijah, sent yeah. the text first, and I said, this is the way for the Mandalorian, and I'm waiting for what my middle son, Zach, is going to say. I'm, still, I'm not a Mandalorian yet. I, yeah. I, don't, I'm, I haven't graduated. When you go forward in time, but yet backward in the same trilogy, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling it's with gotten that. A little, it's gotten a little skittish. They're making a lot of money on it. And they may are the, making some money. May the 4th be with us, and yeah. may we have uh, one-tenth of their revenue stream. Uh, in all of our businesses. Yeah, we need to talk about that off the air. <laughs> Absolutely. What we need to talk about on the air is our two great guests. Scott Henrichson from British Swim School of Gwinnett Hall is here, and Victoria Archibald from Care Patrol Metro Atlanta, as I stated before. Let's get right into it. Let's do it. Scott Henrichson from British Swim School of Gwinnett Hall. Scott, welcome to the studio. Well, thank you. Appreciate yeah. you guys having me. Absolutely. British Swim School of Gwinnett Hall. Yep. Tell us all about, I know it's got something to do with swimming, so break it down for us and what, what exactly is it? Sure. Uh, British Swim School uh, of Gwinnett Hall. British Swim School is a franchise. Um, we just happen to uh, own territory that's in Gwinnett and Hall County, so we obviously named it after the counties that we cover. Um, it, is a, it is a water acclimation, uh, water survival, and then swimming lesson school. Um, you know, drowning is a, is a terrible thing to think about. Um, you know, if your if your child were to drown, or or a loved one, or a friend, uh, just something that we think can be prevented, and we feel like we are teaching um, those skills to the young and the old, so that if they were to fall into a body of water, they would know how to save themselves for an extra few seconds, minutes, whatever it takes, in order for someone else to be able to help them. And you, you've stated in that opening that, first of all, this is for any age. You do, uh, and so I am going to ask how young to you, do you go, and do you have a story of your oldest uh, that, that's kind of used it? And then the other thing I was going to ask is, because it sounds like the mission of British Swim School, and specifically of Gwinnett Hall County, 
is kind of that survival first acclimation is is that very very different because i know every there are other people that teach swim lessons absolutely and I know there's an aspect of that, but is it that you guys are leading with that and that is the most important thing? Is that one of the things that sets the mission apart? For me, yes. In, in British Swim School as a whole, again, being a franchise, their, um, their mission statement, and I'm going to get this not 100% correct, but the mission statement is that no matter what your age or ability, that every person should be afforded the opportunity to become a safe and happy swimmer. And so we teach as young as three months old. Now, you might think that there are some programs out there, and, and again, I'm not, going to, um, I'm not going to talk bad about any mm-hmm. other program. Uh, if they don't come and take swim, le- swim lessons from British Swim School of Gwinnett Hall, please go take them somewhere. Don't, I think we have a great program. It's tried and true. I'm not saying anything that nobody else has great programs right. too. This is such an important life-saving skill that – whether you take it from the YMCA, whether you take it from other competitors out there, whether you take it from us, please um, make sure you're, you're teaching yourself and or your children that. So I say as young as three months old, we don't just drop a three-month-old in the water. Um, those three-month-olds are with a parent in the water, and we are actually teaching the parents how to hold their children in back floats, how to take the child's chin at first into the water and then progress to the mouth and then progress to the nose and then progress to the full face and, and head and a full submersion. And we're very gentle approach, very gentle progressions. You asked me how old, how old, how old is, how old someone wants to be. System wide, our franchise is so new that um, we do teach adults, we have an adult program. Um, we are still working through the certification to uh, teach adults in our franchise. But system-wide, they just taught an 86-year-old who had never been in the water, never learned to swim, how to swim. And we, in the next few weeks to a month or so, we will also be teaching adult program at, at our pool. That's interesting, Scott. My mom doesn't know how to swim, and she's in that age group. You know, Mine just. We have a pool. Now, you said uh, before we went on the air, you're from California. Is that yes, correct? Sir. Yes. San Jose? Mm-hmm. Uh, who in San Jose doesn't have a pool in their backyard? Not a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> or if you go a little bit further west, uh, there's this thing called the Pacific Ocean. Yep. Here in Georgia, we have some bodies of water, including the Atlantic and Lake Lanier, correct. and pools in the backyard. So obviously, there's a need in terms of just... Hey, if you want to do anything, at one point or another, someone will say, hey, do you want to come up with us? We're going to go to the lake. Right. There's a nervousness that a lot of people would have. How do you help overcome that? Oh, I'm so afraid. I can't go because I don't know how to swim. This takes care of that, doesn't it? Absolutely. That's the first part of what we do is water acclimation. So someone may have never, my mother, my wife's mother, who my wife is my partner in this, they never learned to swim. Um, My father was not a very good swimmer. He, he was able to get in the water. And, What's and what the older folks said? Come on. They, the greatest generation needs to get in the water well, and, and enjoy and, themselves. And that's the problem, actually, is that is if the parents never learn to swim, they don't put a priority on it for their children to learn to swim. And so we're, we're trying to break some of the, the, the stuff that's going on with generational um, 
I don't know how to say it, but you know, generation after generation, not learning this important life skill. You you ask the question of um, you know how do we overcome that? The reality is it's very slow process. It, it can be a very slow process. We don't rush anyone to just throw them in the water. They're already afraid of getting mm-hmm. in the water, or could be. So why would we want to? scare them even further of that of that um that that fear they have and so it's a very gentle approach it's like i mentioned with the babies um and and i it's not just the babies it's the the young the the toddlers it's the um the kids that are in grade school even the high school kids that may not know how to swim it's very gentle it's let's get your chin in today Mm -hmm. and then maybe we'll try to get your lips in and then it's your nose and and we'll go from there's seven steps to a back float at least in our program that there's different holds that the instructor is holding the child with and eventually they'll start letting a hand go here and there and then eventually it's this and that's when the aha moment comes for not only the swimmer but the parents because they're like oh my gosh, my child can actually do this. And the comfort level that comes from the, the person in the water, but also the person on the deck, just escalates lesson after lesson, lesson after lesson, because now they feel like if, if their child were to fall into a neighbor's pool, at least they have the skill to get to their back, which is the safest position. And that's what we're teaching. Is acclimation water survival? Do we know what the is it is it called hydrophobia, the fear of water? Do you know what that I, I, what? It, sounds we're good. We're gonna have to look that up or do something like that. But uh, you mentioned something. It's that aha moment. There's a I would imagine from the mental perspective, the fear of drowning or is so great that you won't even go near the water. Where what you're trying to do is it, it, we can get you through that. Right. To a point where you don't only feel safe, but you you will want to go in the water and, and have a great time. Yeah, and, and that's absolutely true. I mean, the water is such a, a great place to be. And, and if my wife were sitting here with me, she'd say it's her um, it's her safety place. That's where she gained confidence as a young person. Um, she she became an instructor at a young age. She became a lifeguard at a young age. She was involved in synchronized swimming. She still loves the pool, the lake the ocean, the bathtub, water is her place to relax. And a lot of people don't have that. They have this fear, the phobia of getting in the water, so they'll never do it. But we all know, or at least we, I, I think we all know, that there is comfort in water and there's comfort in the shower. I mean, we, we, we find comfort in the shower. That's why we take them. It's Steven still likes to sing in the shower. He doesn't well, talk about it a lot. I think we all I talk about it all the time. He, he what are you talking about? He hasn't won the Grammy yet, but he's, he's nosy. He's shit. Can't, you can't win a Grammy in a shower. By the way, uh, our producer, Mike Salmon, who is going to brag about this on off and on, uh, has corrected us. It is aquaphobia uh, is the fear oh. of water. Um, well, I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I, I was well, just right. You, you, you gave a guess. Oh, wait, he's going to... He, what if you have the fear, of, what if you have a fear I, of Aquaman? I wasn't What's correct, that called? I wasn't correcting Harper. I was just... <laughs> that would be he super friendly. Harper, Harper said, hey, if we could look it up. So I was, I Mike, was serving Mike was Harper. So he was serving. He was not correcting. He was serving. Let's say that. Okay. He wasn't Let's, chastising me and telling me I was wrong? Nope. That's good. That's my job. We're speaking yeah. with uh, Scott Henrichson. He is with British Swim School of Gwinnett Hall. Uh, you, you've said in a couple of your answers, this is not a company and a franchise that has been around decades or anything like that. So talk a little bit about how uh, it started, because I believe that's where the name comes from, as yep. you told me pre-show, and and also how you got into this, yeah. a little bit of your journey. Of sure. Sure. Can't give you the, the the full history, but what I can tell you is that uh, British Swim School was started 
in Britain. Um, and Very creative. Well, wow. Yeah, imagine that, right? Um, but the lady that started it brought it over and uh, moved to Florida. And she, again, started teaching the lessons in Florida and then started to just decide that it could be a franchise opportunity. So franchises all over the United States, um, into Canada. I, I don't know if I can speak to any other countries besides that, but definitely in the United States and in Canada. Um, the way that we got into it is um, I, I've worked in professional and minor league sports my entire career, locally for Atlanta Falcons um, for a while and the Atlanta Gladiators, um, but moved all over the country uh, working for minor league and major league teams, NHL, NFL, major league baseball. So you, that's my background. My wife's background has been in customer service and um I was looking at other franchise opportunities um, besides this one and um, got a little bit tired of trying to figure out what to do and came across this and, and said, I don't know about this thing. Um, I don't know if it'll work. I'm not sure it's for me. But then I started thinking about my wife's background, which I kind of explained, where she was a swimmer um, in synchronized swimming and lifeguarding and um, and teaching, and I looked at what I've done, which is um, marketing and sales and promotions, and I said, well, this, this could be a pretty good mix between her customer service, her desire, her love for the water, uh, my love for business, uh, being able to scale a business, which to me, this is a very scalable business. Um, and that's how we got into it. Um, it's a franchise. There's others in the Atlanta market um, besides us, um, and in Metamall, they're all good people. So if you don't come to British Swim School, Gwinnett Hall, please find a British Swim School in your area because there's probably one, and would encourage you to uh, to, to check us check us out. So being uh, Business Radio X, and and one of the things we like to do is we're talking to business owners and business leaders. And you said this, you saw the scalability of this business. I think yep. there's a very unique and interesting way. Cause as people are listening to this, they're like, great, tell us where I go. And that's a little bit of a unique part of the story it as is. well. Talk about yeah. how British swim school will kind of come to where the action is. Yeah, exactly. So British swim schools, their, um, their business plan is that, they don't have their own pools. So we don't, we don't own our own pool. We go to places that have pools already that are underutilized. And we, in particular, teach out of the LA Fitness in Beaufort, right there by the mall. And um, we go in there on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And uh, for lack of a better way to explain it, we rent space in their pool. Uh, the scalability aspect of it is that within the territory that our franchise, the, the zip codes that I have a franchise, I could go to other pools, whether it be a hotel, whether it be a retirement center, um, you know, even neighborhood community pools that during the summertime. Of course, we're trying to find um, indoor pools that are heated because we do teach year-round. But that is a um, that to me jumped out when when I was looking at this, saying, "Okay, I don't have to have the expense of putting in a pool. I don't have to have the expense of maintaining a pool. I could go to some other business in the area that has one, and I can create another revenue stream for them, so that it benefits them as well as us." And and fortunately, there was an LA Fitness in the area that uh, there's there's a corporate relationship between British Swim School and LA Fitness. But we've actually reached out to some retirement facilities that 
um, again, half of the pool um, doesn't get utilized as much as it could. And hopefully you're going to create some new relationships and opportunities for our students. But the cool thing is we will also be teaching their residents how to swim. So it's a win-win uh, for, for them and for us. Yeah, I would imagine the the plus for you is, hey, okay, we're taking downtime in a pool anyways and teaching folks how to swim, let's say, at the LA Fitness. And eventually, once people do overcome their aquaphobia, um, they may want to join the gym or do whatever and then eventually start swimming laps on their own. I, I imagine that's where you shake somebody's hand and say, well done, that's exactly what we want you to do, to, to yeah. welcome being in the water. Sure, yeah, and, and like I say, you know, if that happens, that's great, because then that just helps us build a stronger relationship with LA Fitness. It's, it's been yeah. a great relationship. Um, you know, they like us, um, we like them, and so we're, we're happy to be there. They like each other, Stephen. Oh, that's, that's always a good place to start, it, or end. So you, you've done a great job of kind of laying out what it is, what makes it different. Obviously, if there's anybody listening that is running a, a retirement center or they have a hotel and they've got a pool that's not being utilized as well, turn it into an income stream and do good in the community, save Absolutely. lives. I mean, come on, there's a win, 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 win all the way around. Let me just let you, uh, before we kind of wrap up, let me just let you come back to, I, I think, uh, an important thing. You said something very important at the beginning there are a lot of different places people can go to learn to swim. Yep. And your job is not to throw anybody else's system under the bus. It all works. Yep. Or in the lake. You want to throw uh, them in the, in the there water. There you go. There you go. Uh, but what, what else? Is there anything else that kind of makes you guys different? Um, because I, I've heard a lot about survivab survivability, but there is also then graduating to strokes and, and kind of learning. So what else kind of sets you guys apart and what makes you different? Sure. I think one thing maybe that sets us apart from some of the other schools in the area is that we're, we're not looking to create a swim team. Um, that's not our end goal. Um, some of the, some of the places around here, that's, they do that. And that's great because kids swimming teams are, are fantastic. And some of the schools around here have them, some don't. Um, we are really about the, um, the basic things of acclimation, survival, and then teaching the basic four strokes, uh, freestyle, backstroke, breaststroke, and butterfly. And we will teach them that. Um, if we get to the point where we have a swim team, it's, it's not really even one that's a necessarily competitive. It just gives kids the um, the feel of what it's like to be on a swim team. Um, but we're not going to have those five a.m. practices and you know kids just lap after lap after lap. That's not what we're about. We're we are about again survival, um, the basic swimming strokes, so people can become a, a safe and happy swimmer. I'm very grateful. When I was growing up, my my mom said to my sister and I, uh, we were about, I was about eight and she was like, you need to learn to swim. And so we went and took various lessons and got to the point. I never was competitive. Right. So I, that to me, and, and I like, even before that, there's this, even if you don't even learn the four basic strokes, just learn to be in the water. I yep. mean, that, so, so there's that survivability and, and acclimation. So, yep. uh, so last thing, uh, what are some of the facts and myths about water safety? Sure. These Teach are, us for us. These are things that people don't necessarily um, want to hear. But I will tell you that drowning is the number one cause of accidental death for children between the ages of one to four. That's straight from the Center of um, Disease Control. And the number two cause for kids five to 18. So if you love your kid, get them in swim lessons, whether it's with us or whether it's someone else, um, because that is, unfortunately, the number one cause. Um, 
drownings or near drownings can happen to anybody in any amount of water. It's not, it's not you have to be in the lake. It could be in a foot of water that someone could drown. Mm-hmm. Some of the myths that are out there is that my child is safe as long as they're wearing floats or, or um, water rings. It's not true because floats and water rings cause a false sense of security mm-hmm. so that the, the child might think they're safe because they can float with those, but now here they are jumping into a body of water without it, and they're not, they're not considered a safe swimmer. Um, my child is safe because I'm standing on the pool deck. Most drownings take place with someone watching a child. So there are just a lot of things out there that I didn't necessarily know um, until I got into this business. And, and you mentioned something about you know these hotels or retirement centers or LA Fitness. Um, I've always wanted to do something good for my community that I live in. Um, I 100% feel like what I'm doing is good. Yeah. I have no idea how many lives might be saved. Sure. But I do believe we are saving lives. Scott Henrichson from British Swim School of Gwinnett Hall. For those people who are in the Gwinnett and Hall County area and want to learn more and get enrolled, how do they get a hold of you? Where can we go to find out more? Sure. You can call us at uh, 770-518-3775. Or you can go to uh, the website, which is britishswimschool.com uh, slash Gwinnett hyphen hall. Or just look up britishswimschool.com, put in your zip code, and it'll take you to the closest location uh, in your area. That's fantastic. Thank you much. Um, did a great job. He loves what he's doing. I thought so, too. Yeah. Check mark to mm-hmm. Mr. Henrich. I passed. Well, if you love what you do, then you may want to make Subaru your next vehicle choice. Love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru, and enjoy the big savings and the hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people will help you purchase your next vehicle. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today. You can come in and see the difference. They're located in Duluth. If you're already a Subaruist, then check out their Facebook page for the latest news, offers, and community events. You passed on that reading. Well done. We love Subaru of Gwinnett because we are in the Subaru of Gwinnett studios. You know who else is in the Subaru of Gwinnett studios? Victoria Archibald from Care Patrol, Metro Atlanta. Victoria, welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So Care Patrol, Metro Atlanta, tell us about what what you guys do. Absolutely. So uh, Care Patrol is a senior placement company. And we help families find care for their aging loved ones, primarily care in an assisted living community or a memory care environment, um, independent living, personal care homes, as well as private duty home care. Uh, We are, uh, uh, Care Patrol has been around nationwide for 30 years. I've had my office open for nine years plus. Uh, We are a franchise model. Uh, We're all independently owned and operated franchisees. And we serve, uh, we serve our community. I um, share uh, Scott's passion for doing something mm-hmm. that really you feel and you know that you've made a difference in helping someone who's in a crisis situation. Victoria, I think some people might be listening to that answer, which is a great answer, but they think, oh, Victoria and Care Patrol, that's just an online referral company. What's the difference between working with Care Patrol and just doing a Google search or yeah. working with someone to do some online referral? Talk a little bit about what sets you guys apart and what makes you different from just 
an online referral company? Gosh. <laughs> that, how much time do you have? How much time do yeah. I have? You have two minutes. Well, Go. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you uh, quickly that uh, our biggest difference is that we are a local resource. We are on the ground. We are hands-on. We are, uh, are person-to-person. Um, we will meet with families, we will meet with seniors, we will assess what their needs are, and we will customize our recommendations based on their unique needs. And we actually personalize tours to the recommended communities with those families. So we're not just giving them a list or emailing them a list and telling them to go out on their own or having um, their information blasted to you know, 20 or 30 communities and then having the senior bombarded with phone calls because that's the model when it's an online referral. And most folks don't realize when they go online and they, they're innocently searching for information about senior living, they, uh, you know, unfortunately put their information in the, in the, you know, online and the next thing they know they're being bombarded with would it, calls. Would it be fair to say that if anyone has gone through the, um, the health insurance system and gone oh, through that and put their gracious. information. Is that a, if, if people have gone through that, would you go, Hey, it's kind of like that. Health and you, insurance, car insurance. Yeah. Yeah. I made the mistake of doing a car insurance. I was trying search, to yeah. search, you know, get competitive quotes. You want some quotes. And Oh, you'd rather my have a God. root canal. Yes. Than, <laughs> just, than you know, go through that again. Yeah. Just pluck my eyes out. So you just know. to protect <laughs> them from the har- harassment or, Overindulgence yes. of of marketing texts, calls, emails, yes. and things thrown at your house, yes. uh, flyers. You know, you, they should use you. Well, it, it, ours is a ours is a very person centered approach. I mean, we've had thirty years to perfect what we do, and we know that most people don't plan for having to move themselves or a loved one into a retirement or, or an assisted living community. So they don't know what they don't know. And we're there to walk alongside them, guide them, educate them, and help them make the right decision for their loved one. You can't do that if you're just dealing with an online referral agency. It just doesn't work. Um, We get calls every day from the hospital ER or the hospitals or the rehab facility saying, hey, we're about to discharge Mr. Jones. And their family, you know, they have no no plan. They, they can't take care of their father at home. He can't live by himself. And we'd like for you to help them find the right solution for, for our patient. And that's what we do. Um, and best of all, we don't charge families or our clients for our service. We're paid by the vast network of providers that we work with. And um, it's, it's a comforting thing to know for families that they're not going to get a bill from us for our services. Stephen, you know Victoria's got more degrees and certifications than a thermometer. She's she's way up there. She's a smart lady. So I would imagine that in part for the last decade, you've been able to advise people wisely on looking at the different options that are available. When I was a kid, we used to play the game of life. Remember that? The mm-hmm. game of life. They had their own song. It was a Milton Bradley board game. Yes. But at the end of the game, you go to the old folks' home, and that's all we knew. <laughs> and it was a scary place. But now you've mentioned several different options that are available that 
are feasible mm -hmm. and they are productive for not only the senior themselves, but for the rest of the family. Talk a little bit about how you advise people and, and get them to the right place for them, yeah. which is unique from, let's say, what uh, their neighbors might be going right. through. Well, part of our approach is every provider, every community that we recommend that we work with, I have personally gone into and done a site visit mm -hmm. with. So I've walked into those communities or into those care homes, and I know what, they're, what they look like. I know how they're structured. I know the staff. I know a lot about you know, the quality of care they provide. And if you're doing this on your own, there's just no way you're going to know that. You're not going to have that intimate knowledge. And there are a lot of communities and options out there. In Georgia alone, there are over um, 650 assisted living facilities, just assisted living, not including independent living or personal care homes. And at Metro Atlanta, there's probably half that number. And so there are a lot of options, but not all options are created equal. So part of what we bring is that knowledge and expertise to point people in the right direction, to say, okay, based on what you've told us about your, your health care challenges, your care needs, your, your budget, ability to pay for the care, your geographical location that you prefer, here are the four or five options that we think will best match what you're looking for. And then we take them out and we let them, we tour with them to those recommended communities so that they don't feel that they're kind of left alone in making these decisions. We're speaking with uh, Victoria Archibald. She is with Care Patrol Metro Atlanta. By the way, on the Game of Life, uh, I believe it's called Happy Acres Retirement Home. It is. I just want to say that. <laughs> yeah, we, Happy Acres. We played recently in my house. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a winning game. So Still the old folks home. It, that's what they call it. That's what, that's what our, kid, that's what our parents or grandparents it. called it. Yeah, they called the, the old, old folks home. home. It's Happy Acres yeah. Retirement Center. Anyway, you said at the very beginning, uh, Victoria, you talked about personalized advice. Mm -hmm. and, and I think sometimes when people are thinking uh, they might be driven almost exclusively by budget. They might be driven a little bit by guilt. I got to get to the most expensive thing, whatever's the best. I got to do that for, for my parents. Mm -hmm. So... Talk about some of the different personalizations that you've been able to bring out with certain clients where it might have absolutely nothing to do with price. It might have to do with location or services. Kind of talk about, and again, here's a, here's a question that you could speak on for 45 minutes, and I'm going to give you about two minutes, but <laughs> there's, there's a wide spectrum. So how do you find, you know, what are some of the things you ask or you look for to personalize that advice? Well, a good senior advisor is going to spend a lot of time listening to their client, listening to their, their what their needs are, what, what, what their their hopes are in terms of finding the right solution for them. Of course, budget plays a, a part of that because most folks want to, you know, probably want to live in a Taj Mahal but can't afford it. So budget becomes a one factor in that. Uh, but the but the care need is also important as well, and and making sure that wherever they go, that the community can meet their care needs. And the care needs span the, the gamut. I mean, the, you know, everything from folks who are fairly independent, who need very little care, but just may want to be in a community for socialization, uh, all the way to someone who's maybe bedbound and needs help with, with everything. I, I have a client who's, uh, who went into um, uh, assisted living six, seven years ago, and the first place, and she actually just recently changed locations. Mm -hmm. When she went into the first, it was perfect because mm -hmm. it was very social, very active, very, there was a lot of choices for her. Mm -hmm. 
as she has needed more and more care, the family has recognized, she has recognized the care is not the level she wants. And she wanted to be, they wanted to be closer to the daughter who is very involved in her life. So sometimes it, sometimes it's not just the going in. Sometimes they've enjoyed a, a, a good, healthy lifestyle for a while and maybe they need to change. Is that something you can help with as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We consider it an honor if, if, a, if a past former client calls us back and say, hey, things have changed. Our loved one now has a different level of care. Yeah, yeah. Can you help us find, you know, the next option? And I was going to ask you this question, and this was this was not something we talked about ahead of time, and you are allowed to throw something at me if I ask something inappropriate, but I picked up on one very, very important thing you said at the very beginning. Because there are other people, and there are online referral sources, and I don't, I, I personally do not like it when someone talks about what you do and, and or they do something similar and they say it's no cost to the client, mm -hmm. which is not true. Mm -hmm. Actually, your cost is part of you are paid through the provider. You you stated that, that at the correct. beginning. That is correct. So so talk a little bit more about that because your integrity and your expertise, the degrees, the if it's more as many as a thermometer, apparently you have about 152 <laughs> degrees or certifications. But that's important. You are bringing a lot of expertise to the table, and your advice is not tainted just because the providers are paying. So can you talk a little bit about that and why there's no conflict of interest on your part? Absolutely. So at Care Patrol, all franchisees are required to be certified with the Society of Certified Senior Advisors. So that is a national organization that we have to maintain certification with, um, and we sign a code of ethics when we become certified that we operate by. So that's that's kind of on the on the one end of the spectrum, but on the second on the on the other end of the spectrum, I've had this business for over 9 years and I it's very important to me that we operate with integrity and with with honesty and openness with every client and every referral source that we deal with. Otherwise, we will not continue to be in business. I mean, it's, and it's, it's important that to, simple. It's important to note, if you're giving someone a location, that is not because that location is giving you more money. Oh, absolutely that's, that's not. A, and that's why there's a code of ethics. Absolutely. And in, in your line of work, I, and I'm not asking you to throw anybody else under the bus, mm -hmm. but not everybody has those certifications. Not everybody, an online referral yeah. might just be offering the same five locations to everybody because those are the only ones that are yeah. paying them. Yeah, Care Patrol is one of the one of maybe two or three yeah. national companies that requires the certification. Most folks do not are not certified, and um, you know, I would hope that all of my associates operate with integrity. I believe they do, yeah. or they try to. Um, this is this is a very person centered business. It's it's very intimate, and you know, the last thing you want to know or do is is be known as someone who's not operating with great integrity. And I think with those ethics and with those certifications, I think it'd be fair to say that as someone goes through this process, they can ask you anything. There's Absolutely. nothing off limits Absolutely. when it comes to the process or how you're, and, and again, I, I, it has graded me as I've, because I have clients who ask me for help sometimes in these scenarios, and it, it grates on me when someone goes, well, it's no cost to the client. That's not true. Mm. It's not true. There is a cost. You're not doing this for free. Mm -hmm. And That's you correct. are worth 
whatever they're paying as you, as you deliver the results. I got a little bit on a soapbox. You came with me and you, <laughs> you afforded yourself well. And no, thank I'm, you very, thank very you much. Thank you for giving me the chance to expand on that. Yeah. Yes. So, so let me ask this then. You kind of gave some advice. I, I'm going to get out of your way because I, I, I asked my, I asked my big question I wanted to preach on there for a second. I'm going to get out of your way because this is such an important thing and it's usually something most people only do it once, if at all. So, of course, they don't have a lot of experience. So what advice, what are some pieces of advice you would give to people who have aging parents? You can do it on the pre-decision. You can do it as they're facing that decision. I'm going to get out of your way and let you have the floor. What advice would you give to people in this scenario? Well, we are always available for people to call us uh, for consultation, but Aside from that, I, I just would encourage people to educate themselves. I mean, there's so much information on the internet. I mean, oftentimes when I'm on the phone talking to a healthcare professional and they're throwing out a particular uh, prescription drug and I don't understand exactly, I just get online and Google it and educate myself. Um, dementia and Alzheimer's is, is, is raging in our nation and in, in our world. Um, and a lot of people are being diagnosed or having symptoms of it. And, and the family members are really struggling trying to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I just encourage them to, to educate themselves, be informed. Uh, don't rely on the doctors to tell them what to do or what's going on, but to really put the time in and, and do the research for themselves. Educate without registering for anything. That's exactly. A, that's a, yeah, don't exactly. ask for a don't, quote. Don't give any personal information. <laughs> but you can educate. Hey, Victoria, is there a best advice that you have for families? Because I wouldn't call it an aquaphobia type situation, mm -hmm. but I think there's a fear of family members even approaching and talking about mm -hmm. that when mom and dad are getting older. Yeah, yeah Harper, that's, a, that's an interesting question, and I want to piggyback on the question you asked earlier about the old folks home. So for a lot of elderly people, when you mention the word assisted living, what they have in their head is a picture of an old folks home because that's what they were used to when their parents, as their parents grew older. Uh, the assisted living world is, is quite more modern than that and it's, it's a totally different model than that. So for the most part, People just need to educate themselves and be informed about what the options are. And again, we are here to educate and inform at no cost or no obligation to people if they want to give me a call or go on our website. I mean, there's plenty of information on our website that people can access um, and without having to give their information. Um, but it's, you know, it's, you know, we've got, what, uh, six, 10,000 people are turning 65 years of, of age every day. Mm -hmm. So our country is, grow, is, is aging. Uh, by 2030, 21% uh, of our po population in the U.S. will be over the age of 65 compared to 15% today. Mm -hmm. So it's something that either if you're an adult child, you're either in the, in the crisis now, you've just come out of it, or you're about to go into it. So it's, it's going to affect all of us, and we need to all educate ourselves and, and, and know what's going on and what's available for us. When I've seen it done well, I think the first thing is you talked about you listen, mm -hmm. right? So those, those children, ask your parents, what would you like? And exactly. listen. Now, if there are some things that they say that you need to be the one to go, okay, we can't do exactly that, or I don't know, because 
Because if the answer is I don't ever want to leave the house, okay, mm-hmm. well, I understand that's your wish. That might not be the reality. So mm-hmm. li- so start a conversation, and the earlier the better and the longer the better, Absolutely. and listen yes. more than you talk when you're talking to those we should respect, right? You you actually answered that better than I did. <laughs> but that's, that. yes, yeah, starting the conversation early, not waiting until it's a crisis well, to and, have the conversation. And I would just say in, in this conversation, and I'm going to finish by asking you to give everybody's con- your contact information, because if, if our listeners haven't figured out that you are a top-notch advisor because all the best advisors, it all starts with a question and are always willing to have a conversation because you've had most, if not all of them. And if you don't know an answer, you'll either find it or direct them in the place to go. That's what a good advisor does, right? Is just listen well and help. And as business grows out of that, great. And if if it doesn't turn into business, at least you're helping. So... For those people who want to start a conversation and don't get flooded with (laughs) registering their information, how do they get in touch with Care Patrol and and with Victoria in particular? Absolutely. So my number is 404-583-1231. And the website is carepatrol.com. You can go to that website. If you put your zip code in, you'll either get my website directly or um, one of the other offices in the Metro Atlanta area. But uh, metroatlanta.carepatrol.com is my direct website. And, Victoria, I can tell you're working with those who should be respected because you gave your phone number. So they're like, don't give me a Twitter handle. Don't give me an IG profile. Give me a phone number, and I can call and talk. That's what a good advisor does. Victoria Archibald with Care Patrol Metro Atlanta. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Harper, we learned a lot today. Yeah, when you're with smart people, yeah, <laughs> you, you, you tend to. If you just get a little bit of it, you you might be a little smarter. I, I think I might caught, be, not I, me. I, I think I a little you're, bit. You're a lot smarter. Rubbed off on that. Before yeah. we go, I do want to remind everybody that uh, business uh, Gwinnett Business Radio here on Business Radio X is, is brought to you by Regions Bank. Regions Bank is here to help your business's financial future stay on track. Regions Commercial Banking has a team of experienced bankers in Gwinnett who can guide you in all areas of growth, get the resources you need so every step can move you closer to your business goals. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking or hyphen. Scott used a hyphen. Maybe I should start using hyphen in the description. Regions Bank. Member. F-D-I-C. It's so good to do a show hosted or brought to us by Regions Bank, who helped businesses. And we had two great businesses, Scott Henrichson from British Swim School of Gwinnett Hall and Victoria Archibald from Care Patrol Metro Atlanta. And Harper, it was good to be with you. May the 4th be with you. So for Mike Salmon, our producer, and for the biggest Star Wars fan sitting in that chair, Harper LaBelle, this is Stephen Julian, who was a fan of the Clone Wars and the Mandalorian. Thanks to my son, Zach, for that. We will catch you next time, not on May the 4th, but next week on Gwinnett Business Radio.